Welcome to the Tight on Entry Racing Podcast, the fastest growing NASCAR related podcast on Spotify, presented by your hosts, John and Alex. Last week, Martin Truex Jr. got it done in the desert, picking up the win in the Instacart 500 at Phoenix. Joey Logano finished runner up, Denny Hamlin Keselowski, and Chase Elliott managed to race their way into the top five. Uh, today, we have a special guest, the racing expert, Scott Davern, uh, also known as the Colorado Climber on YouTube. Check him out, uh, is joining us for today's episode. Uh, Scott, you just want to introduce yourself? Yeah, what's up? Nice. <laughs> I'm Scott. Uh, NASCAR. <laughs> sorry, last week we missed the podcast, and that was not our fault. Me and Alex recorded a 65-minute segment or something, and then uh, our software crashed, and Alex got booted, and it was just not fun. We lost yeah. that 65-minute recording. And yeah, we... files corrupted. Not a good time. Yeah, we were we... just like, screw it. We're not doing another one. Yeah, so... <laughs> We didn't record another episode. Uh, there was a point in that day where we were going to, uh, but then we just said, screw it, you know, and one was enough. So here we are one week later recording another episode. Um, did you guys, so did you guys go back and see that Xfinity series fight that just happened or no? I, I, did, I did. That was hilarious. It was actually was in between. It was Hemrick and Noah Gregson. Um, okay, so, so I guess Hemrick was pretty annoyed that, they had a little scuffle on pit road um, during the race. He reversed, and, right? He reversed into a pit stall or something. Yeah. Um, and then Gregson threw a haymaker and missed uh, <laughs> probably by like maybe a centimeter though. Like it like had yeah. to graze his nose. And then on the second punch, he hit his crew, crew yeah, that was, in, the, in, the, in the hand. In the wrist. <laughs> but uh, Alex, you should honestly pull it up. Yeah, yeah you I really that. should. You should. should really look okay. it up. But, Go ahead. I, I I just think Hemmer goes wrong in inter- interrupting his interview and going over there and shoving him. Dude, that's great. Like, no, I love. I mean, that. I love it. I love it. Go I out there hilarious. and fight him while it's on camera. Like, we don't want to see like just a little scuffle. I want to see a full brawl. They have the cameras True. right in front of his face. Like, how awesome is that? True. True. Kind of, kind of reminded me of a little bit of a little bit of Gordon Kislowski action. Was that Gordon Kislowski at uh, Charlotte, Texas? No, it was Texas. Oh uh, man, because Jimmy went on to win. Dude, that was an expert dodge. Oh my god! (laughs) Yeah, Hammer pulled the Mayweather right there. (laughs) That was an insane dodge. Jesus Christ, dude! I'm impressed. Then the crew member grappled him, and then Gregson went in there like a little, little uh, rascal and tried to throw another right. What do you think with his reverse move? You think that was on purpose, or do you think Mm -hmm. he was just that brain dead? I have no idea. That was on purpose. Because he backed up for hold on. 23 seconds, 24, 25, 26, 27. He backs up for five seconds straight. Alex knows how to count. <laughs> <laughs> five yeah, he, that was without straight. a doubt on purpose, 100%. 100% well, on purpose. Either way, it's funny. And I like that we're covering the Xfinity series a little bit more naturally uh, in our podcast. And uh, just a little teaser, we have a couple of guests possibly coming up uh, on the show in the next few weeks that we're really excited about. Um, Scott doesn't know about those, but. Uh-oh. he'll have to stay on his toes yeah he'll have, to, he'll have to be a little prepared maybe we'll even have scott on for one of those features but Ooh, yeah you never fun. know we'll see how see how your tryout goes today oh, uh, so we're now five weeks into the season uh i just want to take a look at the points real quick because things are getting a little crazy i mean denny hamlin's still in the points lead just need to throw that out there um because how could i not staying He's staying consistent, dude. He's yeah. staying up in the front, getting the points where he needs to get the points. That's my boy, pretty much all it is. My boy, Lightning McDowell, is slowly slipping down, though. <laughs> well, we expected that. Come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is it's bound to happen eventually. I like the guy, but, I mean, we come on. He, he down was, down uh, another two. Where's he was he running at, huh? over his head. He's in 11th. Uh, why am I having such a hard time? Oh, there, I was having such a hard time. He's at 140 points. Uh, that's still, I mean, okay. 11th is still pretty good five weeks into this. (laughs) I will take that. He'll probably Uh, dip down into 16th area pretty soon, though. Yeah, and look who's right behind him. You got Dylan right behind him. Yeah, also Dylan's right behind him, and then Blaney's right behind Dylan with one point differential there. Kyle Bush is still chilling in 15th. What a rough, like, two years for him. Well, I'd also like to say that you called it last week that he would finish outside the top 15. Yes. Well, that was technically two weeks ago, which is good because uh, my prediction was right this week. It was wrong the week before. 
You were just talking two weeks in advance. Dude, last week we recorded this whole segment. Uh, I lost $20 betting because of our segment. Um, (laughs) And it's just gone. It's just so upsetting. But here we are two weeks later. Oh, wait, sorry. Running into some issues. Uh, Two weeks later, talking some NASCAR. Uh, What are some other guys that you're kind of surprised about, either one of you? Well, I mean, I think we need to take a minute and just like give Christopher Bell a pat on the shoulder because Eric Jones in the same equipment didn't do anything that Bell's doing so far. So, I mean, that in itself. And then, um, well, yeah, I was going to mention a 95 car, but it's not long, no longer a charter. So, yeah, but I mean, Christopher Bell, I think we kind of talked about this a little bit last week um, in our, so it's kind of like a little bit repetitive for us, but not for our listeners, which is interesting. Um, So Christopher Bell and Eric Jones, you know, when they made that switch, I think me, me personally, I thought it was an awful move. Uh, but now I'm really biting my tongue because he has been outperforming anything that Eric Jones did in that equipment. And he's outperforming Kyle Busch by a pretty large margin, uh, mm-hmm. which is definitely interesting to see. And I believe he, who's Christopher Bell's crew chief this season? Is it, is it Rudy? I'm uh, not sure. It's, oh, is that, I think it, is it Adam Stevens? Is Adam Stevens the crew chief of the 20 car right now? Yeah, yeah, I think he is because he's not he's not Bushes anymore. Yeah, I'm just doing a quick Google search, having some issues. Uh, but if that is true, that means, you know... Adam Stevens, yeah, that's his crew chief. So Adam last Stevens. year, maybe it wasn't all Adam Stevens. And I think a lot of, you know, analysts and a lot of uh, reporters really put the blame on Adam Stevens not being able to tune the cars correctly for Kyle Bush before those races without practice. Uh, and I think that was kind of the rhetoric, but if he's getting it done with Christopher Bell, some question marks are definitely being raised. Um, I think, you know, you see it on Twitter that people are calling it the downfall of Kyle Busch. I don't know if it's that, um, but it's definitely interesting to keep an eye on. But mm-hmm. I mean, I heard that Kyle Busch was <clears throat> trying to get Adam Stevens to remove some of the crew members that were on the team and Adam Stevens wasn't having it. And so I guess they worked out a deal with Gibbs to go to the 20 car. And then uh, Kyle got pretty much a whole new crew and crew chief. How well is that working, though? I mean, it's not clearly. I mean, it clearly wasn't Adam Stevens because he's been like just mediocre for the most part. He's racked up a few top tens already, Kyle Busch, but he's having like late lap troubles, especially last week. He was doing pretty decent throughout the whole race, and then he kind of just fell off in the middle of like stage two. And I don't remember exactly what happened to his car. But honestly, it's not a shock to us. Kyle Busch having some ego challenges in his in his crew. That's not really shouldn't be a shock to anybody that he's trying to change up some teams and now do now, all of that for himself. We're saying all this, but he went out and dominated the truck race tonight. And I understand it's a truck race. Or sorry, today. Well, um, when doesn't he dominate the truck race? No, you're right. Yeah, he's been doing right. that for a while. But at least for this season. But usually when we see him go in those tears, it kind of translates to the Cup Series a little bit, too. And then he'll just spin out the truck so his, his guy can win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That was in the latest Radioactive. That I don't know if you guys watched them, yeah. but that was hilarious. So I think it was uh, I think it was Bubba's spotter. He was just, like, saying something <laughs> to him. It's like, oh, the 18's going low. He might spin himself out. Who knows here? <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. The radioactive yeah. series is so funny. Saves it at 180 and can't save it at 65. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. We all know purpose, Kyle. Yeah. I tweeted. I tweeted at him. I tweeted at him. NASCAR. <laughs> just about everyone under the sun for that one. Scott's just going at people on Twitter, just throwing ass left and right. Of course. Well, you know how I feel throwing about the Kyle Bush. Basically, you know Noah Gregson out here. Yeah, you should just wear your shirt. How you feel I, about I, it? I am not a KB fan, so um, there will be no positive talk of KB from me. <laughs> See, as long as you don't expect me to be too positive about hendrick but speaking of hendrick <laughs> they have some speed uh, once again still, they, still they showed it they showed it at phoenix too it only uh, took them like four years to get the camaro right yeah so if we look up yeah just for just in time for a new car to show up yeah perfect timing year. and hendrick hey. will be back to trying to figure out the car again maybe but. maybe not that's the, like the but, only thing like, I'm a little bit nervous about is like I don't know like what teams are going to be good. Well, Hendrick's dominating right now. I mean, they just okay, had three. dominating is a strong word. They just had three in the top ten again last yes, week. Yes, and will and Kyle Larson should have freaking won that race. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. Pissed. Well, I was, was pissed because of the money I had on him. On him. <laughs> There's Drew. You betted on him. Yeah. 
<laughs> and he just had like three penalties. He literally he passed over 120 cars during the race. I don't know if you guys saw that stat. That's insane. That's he's been having he's been having such good speed. It's God. I wonder when they're gonna start announcing his sponsorships that come in because we all know they're waiting at the back door. Yeah, oh, they're lurking. They're just waiting for the right time. <laughs> they're lurking for sure. Waiting for one more win, I guess. Alex Bowman disappointing though, 13th place. I'm surprised he was still able to manage a 13th finish, honestly, after what he did in the middle of the race of spinning himself out, having pit troubles. His pit crew wasn't doing so hot that entire race, and he still managed a top 15 finish. So honestly, I'll freaking take it. At a track he's always struggled at. He's, it, he sucks at Phoenix. Like I don't know if you yeah, guys have ever does. looked at Bowman's stats. He is god-awful at Phoenix. I feel like he's just bad at short tracks in general. <laughs> yeah. <And> it's <laughs> weird, too, because Phoenix is his home track, so he should have like some decent practice on it, and he just like sucks at it. And I'm just like, dude. It is. His stats are just abysmal there. So for him to be able to pull a top 15 finish was fine with me and i just hope he's able to get with the other hendrix at this point because he's he seems like the odd duck out right now and he's got probably the biggest sponsor pool out of all of them besides chase because napa sticks with chase a lot so between him and chase he should be really competing for a lot and he's just kind of on the back burner still so let's talk a little bit about the playoff watch uh and i want to talk about number one the bubble but I also want to talk about like our leader, Denny Hamlin. And it's not because I'm just a Denny, Ham- Denny Hamlin fan, but it's also because this feels like it's the start of another dominant year for Denny. I don't know what you guys think about it. I think, yeah, it's um, a silent dominance almost, mainly yeah. because he hasn't won. But, like, he, but he's like, he's constantly getting stage wins when he needs to. He's constantly picking up points in the stages when he needs to. And he's able to make a decent point gap for himself right now. I mean, I'm looking at it right now because Lowski's in second with 197, and Denny's got 236. So he's and almost at a 40-point gap already from first to second. It's early to be that far ahead because, you know, he has a 39-point lead. Uh, but, the th- like, 39 points between Kozlowski and Christopher Bell, that's seven playoff spots. Like that's, yeah. Like, that's the difference there. So, like, they're really tight behind them, but Denny's kind of pulling away with it, and he silently has three-stage wins uh, and four top fives, which, like like you said, he hasn't been flashy about it, has, isn't getting the wins, um, but four top fives is nothing to be, you know, quiet or not flashy about. He needs to get back in the racing simulator. I think Denny will start winning again. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he went into quarantine. Yeah, he was pretty hot coming into quarantine, but then he came out of quarantine. He was just ridiculous, him and Harvick. That's yeah, fair. Harvick's slowly getting back into that form, too. He's been moving up. Actually, he didn't move up at all this week. He stayed he in seventh. So, Well, he didn't have the best <laughs> week. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, he still came in six. Like, yeah. to not have the best week and still get a top uh, P6 finishes. But for him at Phoenix, you kind of expect him to go out and win it. Yeah, I mean, True. I think I had him as my – did I have him as my race winner last week? I don't remember. I think I did for fantasy picks. I think I had him as the race winner. Uh, I, think I think I did too. I, I, I think I had Larson. I don't remember exactly who I had. I'm looking. But I remember Certainly wasn't Truex. <laughs> it was not Truex. But wait, I had Truex for something. Oh, Probably so, had him as like top okay. Toyota or something. No, let's talk about this for a second. So last week, Scott – on yeah. the pot after the <clears throat> podcast, uh, Alex texted me before the race on Sunday, and he said, "Did you make any changes to your lineup?" Because sometimes we talk about that, and yeah. I said, "Yeah, I just had a gut feeling, and I put Truex in over Kevin Harvick, and boy, did that pay off!" Look at you, dude. I was hyped. Really, that really did pay off for you. I was so hyped. Like, well, I could just see of... Alex's disappointment. <laughs> well, you. see, that puts me in a dilemma this week because I did the same thing. I took Truex out and put Harvick in. And now this week we're at Atlanta, and I want to put Harvick in. You got to put Truex in. But I put Truex in because I used Harvick, in my opinion, too many times already. So I've only used Harvick twice, uh, so I feel, I feel like I'm in an okay spot. I've used Kyle Larson four times. I need to hold off on him. Like I need to really bring it in because I have to use him next week for the dirt at Bristol. That's like oh, there's no I way am I can't. Not looking forward to that race at all. I'm not it's either. Gonna, it's going to be. I'm literally 
taking that fantasy week as only field picks. I'm not, there's no statistics being thrown in. You really can't. So I'm literally just going like, who has the most dirt experience and who do I have a better feeling in with that dirt experience? And that's where I'm going with my picks next week. And I feel like that's the only way you can handle it. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. So we basically, you know, five races in, we've seen every type of track except the dirt track, obviously, but I don't even want to include that. Uh, thus far this season, let's actually take Denny Hamlin. I'll let you say Denny Hamlin if you want, but who has been the most well-rounded driver this season? Out thinking about Denny. Yeah, let, I, I think I think hands down it would be Denny personally. Uh, I just I I think following behind him has to be Larson. I would throw Kez up there. Kez has been really good. Kez has been sneaky. It's sneaky. Larson has had hiccups in the first two races, and that was it. So then he's been – William Byron's kind of been a little sneaky, dude. He's been kind of consistent in top tens these last three races. Obviously, he's not like a point beast yet, but he's been kind of sneaky being consistent with his ride. So I think when we look at you know well-rounded, because I'm talking like, okay, how are they on restrictor plates? Uh, how are they on intermediates? How are they on short tracks? But the biggest one there for me is how are they doing on the road courses? Uh, yeah. And thinking back, I I think Kislowski finished decent. Yeah, at he did the Roval, but it wasn't great by any means. He finished he fifth out. at the road course <laughs> at Daytona. He finished fifth. Yeah. yeah, after he spun out and drove all the way back to the field. So, he also it, had it terrible brake issues. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty impressive, honestly. Kez is definitely the best Penske guy right now. Oh, absolutely. But Logano's not mind far mind. behind him either. Yeah, Logano's not far. Blaney's Logano. still waking up. I don't know yeah. what the hell Blaney's doing, but it would really be nice to see him run like decently well. Because he I did don't really well. Guys, I don't mind he did him. well at Phoenix. He yeah. Gained, he gained two points in the points in the grid, so he went from 15th to 13th. Hey, I mean, he'll um, be back, but... Got an upsetting take for you. Is Ryan Blaney the most overrated driver in the field? False. I think he just doesn't do well at Penske. Who is more overrated than Ryan Blaney? Overrated? Yeah, yep. I'm trying to think. Oh, Who is more easy. overrated than Ryan Blaney? Give me a second. Let me just look at this for <laughs> Yeah, just let me look at the <laughs> let me look at the, drive <laughs> look at the field. I can obviously name him, but I need to look at the field first. <laughs> I mean, I've got another one in my head, but I don't want to say Most overrated driver? Yep. Uh, hmm. Dude, I have no idea. All right, go ahead. I, I, got, I got mine. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to go first, but I'm going to say Ross Chastain in 21st in the 42 car. <laughs> I mean, you're not How far is he... off mine. <laughs> <laughs> what is your terms for overrated? Just because like, like, people, gets just people like him? No, yeah, just okay, like overhyped. Yeah, he's like, overhyped. That's Ryan better... Blaney, he's 13th in the points. He's overhyped. Ah, yeah, but it's for Blaney, though, man. Like, yeah. He's a winner. He's going to be a champion. Is he a he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, man. Is he, is he because he only has one top five this season? Okay. Yeah, this season. Races, and it's this season. Like That's <laughs> like saying like Jimmy Johnson isn't the GOAT because he had a horrible okay. last three years. Okay. Like, I mean, come on. Let's look at career stats here, then. Let me just give a career stat search for Ryan Blaney real quick. I really think it comes down to equipment, and I think he would no, be so much better. He has good equipment. I know, I know, but something is not clicking at Penske for Blaney. Blaney is, in my opinion, could potentially be better than Chase. Okay. And I also think Blaney should have done it like Chase did. Like, I just feel like Blaney could have spent more time in the Xfinity Series and, like, won a championship there and then moved up. Scott, you, you, know, want, you want to hear a stat that's going to break your heart and break oh, everything man. you're saying? Uh-oh. So, yeah. Brian Blaney has 203 starts in the Cup Series. 203. Jesus. And Already? six, yep, six. This is his sixth full-time season. One, two, three, four, five. This is his sixth full-time season. His average finish mm-hmm. is 16.5. Ooh, yeah, maybe not. Okay, I take everything back. Jesus. <laughs> the average, yeah, you're looking at an average finish. Five. Too. Yeah, Oof. with an average start at 12th. And now, granted, he only has three DNQs, which is, oh, that's did not qualify. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Uh, yeah, you mean like did not DNF, finish? <laughs> where I don't know how many DNFs he has, but yeah, that's not up here. It's just, I mean, he has four wins, but he has never had a multi-win season. He has never 
won two races in a season. Yeah, he's only ever won since 2017. From 2017 to 2020, he's won exactly one, one race. race each season. season. So he got lucky with the win in 2018 because Johnson wrecked Truex, and that was easily one of the two's wins right there. Yep. Um, and that wouldn't have been a win for Blaney. So. I mean, he's kind of a top 10 monster, though. 2018. You know, you know who Blaney reminds me of? Uh, he really reminds me though. of Matt Kenseth. Matt Kenseth no. is the only NASCAR. Yes, man. He's Come the only on. NASCAR champion to win a championship without a win in a season. Yeah, but he's still Matt Kenseth. Yeah, he's a one-time champion in 2003. With 39 wins. I know. I'm not I'm not comparing the wins. I'm comparing the championship factor. Like, Alex just said he's a top 10 monster. Yeah, so was Matt Kenseth. Matt Kenseth was yeah. a top 10 monster. And yes. I think if the points were uh, not win-based, I think Blaney might be better than what he's looking right at right now. Well, from an overhyped perspective, I just think Ryan Blaney's that guy. Yeah, That's my personal. Mine was going to be Bubba Wallace, but... Bubble Wall is definitely overhyped for sure. But I mean, that's just because of the the contract that he's with. I mean, I mean Jordan is a pretty big name. So, Scott, who do you think that second car is going to go to? Brad Keselowski. <laughs> I don't think Brad is very happy at Penske. I don't think he has been. I don't know if he would switch to a Toyota though. That's the one thing, and I yeah, and he Brad an never guy. wanted to go to Penske in the first place. I mean, he was in. He was a Hendrick. Motor, yeah, he was a Hendrick driver. So. Can you can you imagine him waving an American flag after winning a race in a Toyota? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like just imagine that for a second. Well, maybe. Maybe he could with the new car. You know, with the next gen cars, maybe it would be like a fresh start going to a different manufacturer because they all have to start from like ground zero again, essentially. Like not really, but like. You could write it off as like it's a blank slate. Maybe I could do something with a different manufacturer and just kind of start fresh. Yeah, I really like the idea of John Hunter Nemechek. We've said it before, but I really like. Yeah, the idea of I'm a Martin. big fan of that just because he's my truck guy. <laughs> I, I mean, personally, I think John Hunter Nemechek wins the Truck Series championship this year, and then I think he goes to a Gibbs car in the Xfinity Series. I think he's going to try to start his career pretty much from the ground up. Again. Just restart. And then I think I think either Henry restart button. I would say Hemrick would probably be the Bubba's partner for the first year, maybe. What? Hemrick? Yeah. He's yeah. Hemrick. He's so. got cup experience. Yeah. Interesting take. Uh, <laughs> he's in the Gibbs camp. I mean, it's very it's possible he can move good, over though. to. I mean, he's not the best, but neither is Bubba. Yeah. Bubba's not good. We just need to leave it at that. Uh, okay. I'm just going just gonna to shut up. You think he has potential? Is that what you're. I don't. I just think it's do I need to go to his? Right do I, I know to you don't need to reassess. I just saw them, but I just average finish of twenty third. Come on, dude. It's one two. He three. was in the forty three is... car. But that being said, Eric Jones has been outperforming the equipment. Yeah, Eric <laughs> Jones has been doing pretty good. Yes. No, he's he's been okay so far. Actually, he's been actually performing decently well for gotta, a team. I gotta look more at the stats here. Eric Jones yeah, is so... ahead of Eric Almirola, Tyler Reddick, and Matt Benedetto in the points, and Chase Briscoe. Out of the five races, only one top ten, but he's got an average finish of oh. – where is his average finish? I can't see it. It's not loading. Uh, uh, I don't know. He's been okay. He's definitely been outperforming his equipment, though, just because Richard Petty Motorsports is uh, not doing so hot with their equipment recently. That's <laughs> a shame. You would think Richard Petty would have a pretty decent team, and he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they didn't make the money that the guys are making now. You know, when he won his 200 races, all that prize money, it was chump change compared to what they're making in just one race now. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, yeah, he started a team. And yeah, he probably has some money pumped into it. But I mean, you know, the money that Gordon and Johnson brought in for Hendrick, for example, I mean, it's just not going to compare. Yeah, it's not. And then Earnhardt, you drag, you, you drag Earnhardt into that equation in 08 and forget it. The marketing there was it was over. I honestly just zoned out because I just accidentally tabbed out of my entire browser. You got to be kidding me. You know, I I want to also talk about Chase Briscoe for a second because are you surprised that he's 25th in points? Because I'm not. No, because no, he, Stuart Haas he is not good. Yeah, and he's also going through the growing pains of being a rookie in the Cup Series. 
Yeah, it's a lot different than the experience. And he's essentially going to... I would be kind of annoyed if I was Briscoe, just because, like, you come into this year, and the next year they're going to be throwing the next-gen car at you, and you're kind of, like, restarting all over again. Like, yes, the whole pack is doing it, but you're just getting the experience now of the cup, and you're going to yeah. have to essentially do it all over again with a new car. That's why I really like what Penske did with Cindric, and they left him down in the Xfinity Series one more year, and I could see him going up there, taking Brad's spot, and Brad leaving and going to either... Petty or Jordan, maybe. I don't know. Petty. I really – I think he could go to – I think he's more likely to go to 23-11 than yeah, – him he, going to Richard Petty would just would be just, a backstep. That would be like four backsteps. That would be awful for his It would be interesting, though, if Kez did go to the 23-11 because then we could really see what the equipment's like compared to just Bubba in the car. God, I wish we can get Denny in there for like an all-star race or something. Like just, <laughs> just throw him in. Cause he also races at Texas. Like let's just switch cars for uh, Texas. Why not? How I funny. Like, how cool that let, let Bubba run Gibbs equipment. Yeah. Like, on equipment. Why not? <laughs> I, wonder Bubba does. In there. I wonder Come if there's on. a rule against that. Watch him like, the all-star like race in 2311 year. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think there would be a rule against it because it's based on the drivers, not on the teams. You know what I mean? It's not based yeah, on the 11 sure. team. It's based on the driver. And as long as they both have, I don't. Is Bubba even qualified for the? That there's got to be problem. something. There's got to be something in their contract though that says well, like their sponsors. That would be the biggest thing. Denny can only drive in the 11 with the Joe Gibbs, whatever. You know, it's probably like clauses for them to be able to drive like an Xfinity and stuff. They can do whatever car. But well, yeah, like a lot of those um, drivers that run like IndyCar, the 500 or something, they have to approve that with the NASCAR owner first because there's some NASCAR owners uh, back in the day anyway. I don't know how it is anymore. But like in the early mid 2000s, like drivers had to uh, get permission to run other series and stuff uh, because if they got hurt, then they can't race cup and huh. that could potentially hurt the team. Huh. Alex goes, <laughs> well, I wonder huh. if they have no competition clauses as well. Like they don't yeah, want you going be. down and racing for. I don't know. They don't want Jimmy Johnson going down and racing for Penske in the Indy series or something crazy. Um, I don't know what those contracts look like, but uh, that would still be really fun to see. Just reverse roll, real quick, and just oh, it would be so it. fun to see. Have you, ever, have you ever looked at Jimmy Johnson's stats in the Bush or Xfinity series? Are they bad? Oh, they're horrible. I mean, he only ran like a season and a half or two seasons. He I had just, one win. The video of him going straight into the wall at Watkins Glen. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, that was his rookie no year. No breaks. Too. No breaks. Yeah, that broke. That just broke. That's bad. I, I can't believe he survived that. <laughs> Dude, he was going Honestly, like 150 yeah. into that wall. I might be exaggerating. Yeah, I don't know. There was, was no bre- one, but... there was no breaks because he was completely airborne over the sand trap. I like how he didn't try to turn it. He just, I mean, <laughs> granted, he didn't hit the wall till he was he wasn't on the ground till like 50 meters before <laughs> the wall. But like, at least like turn it left so you like. Slap. Don't go head Five. on, dude. Yeah, yeah. Just like, screw it. Screw it. We're going. We're dude, just going to keep what going. That must have felt like in the car to just stop like that. That's like, when you're glad ow. you have seatbelts. Yeah. Dude, that, was before, <laughs> that was before the Hans of Price. Like, that was, I think, 2000 or 2000. Uh, yeah, it was 2000, I believe. That's scary. So, imagine if you, not, I, I honestly, but imagine if you died. Like, imagine <laughs> if mean, you did. Like, how different NASCAR world would be. He was probably. Well, he wasn't who he is now. I know, so but that's what I'm saying. It may not have made as much of a difference because. Of well, who, who would have won those freaking seven, seven oh, different years? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From that you know perspective, I mean? yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. would have Kyle Bush or like someone else gone on a tear in the mid 2000s? Yeah, I mean, you got to remember Jimmy. Jimmy's first ten years of his career, he won fifty percent of the championships. I mean, would I Jeff mean, Gordon have seven sorry, championships? Uh, How many does Gordon have? Like four? Yes. Three or four? three? Four. I think it's three. He has four. Gordon, I'll look it up. Oh, Gordon, Gordon has four. four. Gordon has four. four. Okay. So would Gordon have seven? No. Who would have won? He would have had maybe five or six, but he would not have seven. I think Edwards. I think Edwards would have won in 2016. Um, Stewart would have won in 2010. Or, or yeah. Oh, that no, would have been sorry, Denny's sorry. championship. Yeah, yeah, that, been, <laughs> that would have been Denny's challenge. Oh, eight would have been Gordon because that was the one where Gordon and Johnson were real tight. Oh, eight would have been Gordon. And I think was seven. Who is seven? Please, I think it might have been Mark Martin or Mark Martin might have been oh nine at the challenger. There was know. always one person challenging Jimmy those five years in. 
It would have been that next person. Like Jimmy wasn't in the Cup Series. Well, Matt Kenseth would have another championship. Matt Kenseth would have one. Uh, Hamlin would have one. Gordon would have five. Stewart might have another one in there. Stewart might have one, and and then Edwards would have one in sixteen, I think. I mean, we would have to go look back and look at it, but I don't know. Who was the thirteen? Thirteen? Is that when he won his sixth? Yeah. That would have been Kyle Busch. Right. Or right? Uh, Now I'm curious. I want to see this. Look at us just looking at stats. Creating some dead air. <laughs> Shut up. Talk, Alex. Talk. <laughs> I'll always uh, throw in my statistics. Yeah, Matt Kenseth. For you. 2013 would have probably been Matt Kenseth or Harvick. I mean, 2013. Okay, go ahead. I always, Alex. I always have a prediction for John Scott that I tell him all the time that he gets upset about when it comes to Denny. And I tell uh-huh. him all the time that Denny is going to be the next great driver that never wins a championship. He already Mark is. Martin. No. He's better than Mark Martin. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But he'll never win a championship. Denny's just got to stop speeding on pit road. <laughs> <laughs> that, that hasn't been an issue since like 2017. <laughs> yeah, and think about how many other like wins slash top fives, tens he would have had if he hadn't sped on pit road, Denny or should've... his team wouldn't have lost the control or like control tire. Denny or... should have over 50 career wins. You know how many wins I've watched where it's just like, like okay. Uh, at Indy last year when we slapped the wall with like 10 to go. Blew a tire. Like, oh, oh my god, don't my even god. remember how mad I was? Do you guys remember that? Oh that? my god, that so I'm funny. pretty sure I still have the text. Oh. I knew how mad you were, so I, I was laughing. I, <laughs> I, am so I loved it. I loved it. The I just remember being furious. Like, I was ready to punch There were ball. like six cars that race that just had tires blown, and you went on a whole rant about how Good year is terrible. We need to get a different tire company. In I, I still feel that way. I I'm pretty sure you tweeted it too. You sent out like four tweets. I think I like, deleted some of them. Oh, speaking <laughs> of which, so speaking of Goodyear tires, I think it's hilarious because who is the most outspoken driver that you know of in the Cup Series in the early to mid to late 2000s about Goodyear being a horrible tire? Who is the most outspoken? Uh, Tony Stewart. Yeah, oh. nailed it. Now, Tony Stewart and Ray Everham are Kyle starting. Bush. At, no, it was Tony Stewart. Yeah, he, he was like, let's get Firestone or Bridgestone in here and get real Good, tire. you can't make okay. a tire worth for crap. That's well, anyway, cool. my point is, Stuart and Everham started that racing league, and guess what tire they chose to go with? Goodyear. It's because they <laughs> yeah. It's because they so, uh, Everham. I guess they got the, Goodyear's got the deals or something, whatever they struck up with them. Probably. Probably the best deal. I'm actually excited for that series, too, the SRX series. So it's excited. Fun. It's going to be such, so much fun, fun to watch. Especially, dude, oh, the cars just sound amazing. They do sound so sick. Hang on, hey, and, they, and they and look sick. Like... The next gen car sounds sick too. That test, that video from Richmond testing was awesome. Was Someone like did the, the math on Reddit too for the car without any altercations. They said uh, that lap speed was like like twenty three point eight seconds, and they were going like one hundred and thirteen on that test, one hundred thirteen miles an hour. So oh, they're basically course? gonna. I don't remember the course they were at, if I'm being honest, but so he did the math and he basically said like, that's on par with what they're racing now with less horsepower in the car. So at the oh. Charlotte test, they're running faster lap times than they are currently. True. Yeah, so Kez are running faster at Charlotte. In the I know people were really concerned about the less horsepower and all that, but obviously that's not a factor here and it, they're still going to produce some really, really fun racing. And I'm so excited for these cars. I, I think it's a factor when it comes down to like stepping on the gas and passing someone like you can't do that. You have to get a whole run, work them over just like you do now. Yeah. Um, because they are going to be holding them wide open a lot more. So that's so much downforce. And with that new diffuser, it's really going to glue the cars to the track. So I yeah. am curious to see though, uh, when they did the COT car and they came out that wing, they thought it was going to keep the car on the ground, but then when a car got backwards, it lifted it up. So I'm like wondering what's going to happen with that diffuser. Like if they get backwards, that diffuser is going to carry a lot of air underneath the car, I think. But who knows? We'll uh, see. We'll see. Because I think that I think that diffuser is going to how it's going to work is actually going to break up the air a little bit. Yeah. Because they don't want to create that bubble behind the cars. They don't yeah. want it to be an issue with passing again, where you can, you can get right behind the car, but you can't pass because that car puts off a huge bubble. I think that's what they're trying to avoid. I think that diffuser is going to be to break up the air behind the car so you don't have to worry about that huge bubble. But I could be wrong. I don't really know how it works. 
Well, if you look at the uh, the Gen Four cars, I mean, they they had the thing called Arrow Push, which is basically what they're happening is happening now. Yeah. Where the air would hit the top of the car and just loosen the front end. So, I guess we'll see. For sure. But uh, this week we're at Atlanta. Yeah. What what do we what do we think is gonna you know obviously we were at Las Vegas two weeks ago. Uh, but Atlanta is a very different mile and a half with a lot more tire wear, correct? Or yeah, I think in the right track. Tons of yeah. tire wear. Yeah, tons of tire wear. More than Homestead. Um, so segueing from the Goodyear conversation, can, can can Goodyear tires hold up here at Atlanta? Um, and what's the racing going to look like? Who do we expect to really be dominant? Well, I mean, I'm not really worried about the tire. I mean, the last few years, Goodyear's been pretty good with that. We haven't had any really major blown tires. I mean, we have blown <laughs> tires. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like everyone in the field was wrecking. You know, I'm just thinking back of Indy, but okay, that's Indy though. We're talking yeah, this Atlanta. is Atlanta. Talk about Atlanta. Atlanta. And, and the only person <laughs> to blow a tire at Indy was Denny. So that that is not true. That no, is think, not true. I think Bowman did. Um, you know what the problem is? They take the tire. You know what? I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> You're gonna make the episode thirty minutes longer. That's, that's an episode <laughs> for when we're talking about Indy. But uh, all right. So you know, I'm thinking Hendrick's gonna be a a beast this weekend. Uh, Penske. Penske. I'm thinking, well, Penske looked good at the first half of the race during at, at Las Vegas, but they faded late in the run um, dramatically. Chase finished second. I mean, Kez finished second, and he drove yeah, past. Okay, but where did Logano finish? Like 20th? Ninth, ninth, I think. Can we look up these results here? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it's top 10. I think Logano had I think we 10. have to bring in two with uh, the one-man show at Stuart Haas with Kevin Harvick. If Harvick doesn't perform here at Atlanta, I'm very concerned for the rest of his season. And mainly because, like, he's been so dominant here. I know we said in the last few episodes and stuff, too, we're tired of focusing on stats and whatnot and just go off feel. But you can't ignore his runs at Atlanta, especially since the last three races, he's won two of them. So the last three times they were Atlanta, he's won twice. And he's also led a whopping 1,111 laps in the last seven races. The next closest is Kyle Larson at 149. That is insane. So Harvick absolutely dominates Atlanta. And if I don't see if Harvick doesn't dominate here, I'm very concerned for what his car does in the future. I agree. And I think, you know, we talk about Stuart Haas and how their equipment has not been very good you know you cold custers down the points uh you know uh freaking almarola is like 26 in the points or somewhere around there and briscoe's not too far ahead of him uh you know Stuart haas is not making great speed here it seems like harvick's the only one who ever has a shot so yeah, it'll be he came in six last can, race so yeah it'll be interesting to see if he can run up front because at las vegas you know maybe we should be worrying about this intermediate package that they have at Stuart haas because at las vegas we thought you know he was going to run away with it you know it's one of his playgrounds once again, and he finished 20th. And I remember that was a huge shock for us. Yeah. And honestly, it's there for us again to get another shock, but he needs to, he needs to show me that he's dominant again. I couldn't believe that stat when I saw it, I was like a thousand, 111 laps. And then of course I was like, well, who's in second. And to see that Kyle Larson out of all yeah. people, was in second at 149 laps. Like he has a 900 lap lead gap for the last not three, last seven races at Atlanta. Like that's nuts. He's been dominant. There. I think I think Kyle Larson's got to be your favorite right now. Uh, maybe for you guys the whole are influencing championship. my picks. <laughs> we should be because like these are like relevant. Yeah, that's not a side to show you that I have Harvick in my lineup this week. <laughs> I have. I feel like I have a really solid lineup though. But like, dang, that's those are two picks that I kind of want to put in. But like, I don't want to use them again. But Kyle Larson, you know, I, I'm I don't not using use Larson this week. I will I be using Larson because I can't. I've used him four times. I can't. There's just that no stat way. you just gave me is great, Alex. Um, <laughs> You know, I am looking at his average finish here. It's not great in the last six. He's finished, or I guess his last five, his average finish is 15, Kyle Larson. But he just, he's just been so competitive over these last few weeks. And it really feels like he's in the running for a championship right now. We're not just talking about a few wins. We're not talking about 
two or three wins this season. I'm talking five or six for, from Kyle Larson. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to say three to five, I think. I'm going to make an estimate here, and I'm calling it. Calling it. <clears throat> I'm going to say I'm, – I'm writing it down. It is March 20th. Shit. <laughs> March 20th. And I am saying Kyle Larson finishes this year with six wins. Ooh, six. Wow. Six. That's a, that's a big number. Six. Well, I think he's got a really good shot at Michigan. He's got a really good shot at Atlanta. He's got a really good shot at Kansas. I'm just thinking of all the rim riding checks. Bristol I mean, Dirt. Bristol Dirt. Uh, Bristol in general. I mean, he's the rim rider, so he'll be up there at the top. You know? And he's been running well at short tracks, too. Phoenix, yeah. he, he looked like he was going to win that race for most of the race. The way he was Larson's driving, he's also got field. a chip on his shoulder. Like he's got something oh, yeah. to prove this season. Oh yeah, his his momentum and his drive this season alone is just gonna really listen, propel him to the front. Listen, Kyle Larson's a winner. No matter what equipment you put him in, he's going to win a race. Oh yeah, that's evident. Um, and he wants to win everything. He wants to go out there and win every freaking race. And I don't know if you necessarily have that passion out of every driver in the field. I mean, they're all race car drivers. They all obviously want to win, but. Kyle Larson just has that spark around him and he's always had that spark around him. I remember when he was running um, in the Xfinity series, just, I don't know how, do- I don't remember exactly how dominant he was, but it just seemed like every race he showed up, he was going to try to win that race. If you remember Larson in like 2012 was the guy in the Xfinity series race or the nationwide at the time where he hit the wall at Daytona and got flipped up and his engine was like stuck in the catch fence. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That was, that was him. <laughs> yeah. Well, back in the Xfinity series, so he actually has 12 wins in the Xfinity series. Most of those actually come from uh, not from when he was actually full-time. He only had two wins while being full-time in the Xfinity series. So he wasn't super dominant. But since then, it just feels like it's just uh, he's just special. Like he has something special around him. It's true. But he's always looking, had that special spark. Looking back at Las, uh, at Atlanta and Las Vegas, because we're talking about Las Vegas as well, uh, I know they're very different interme- intermediate tracks, but Toyotas came on strong at the end of that race. We had Kyle Busch in third, Denny Hamlin in fourth, Truex in sixth, Christopher, Be- Christopher Bell in seventh. It just feels like it's going to be another Toyota show this week in Atlanta uh, for me personally. Yeah, well, my fantasy currently lineup, my current lineup has three Toyotas in it, so. Who's not in it? Do I have Toyotas? Um, Bell and Bubba. Why aren't Uh, you thinking Bell? Because I've only used Hadlet at Truex twice, and I have them, so might as well use them. And Bush I've only used once, so. And then I got Kurt in my garage with byron and kez on next to them i was trying to use some drivers up that i haven't used and these guys don't have much use so so if you guys had to you know i'm looking at bell stats here uh he finished 18th here last year in the 95 car though which isn't awful in the 95 no that's pretty solid too um you know looking ahead at atlanta what's one one bold call you would make Oof. A bold call. Bold call. I don't know if this is gonna be. I don't know if this is gonna be necessarily bold enough for you. It's like a stay away f- driver for me for my picks this week, and like just okay. someone I wasn't gonna consider at all is actually Denny Hamlin. Um, mainly because I know we've been saying going off field and stuff like that, but this is Atlanta is uh not one of his best tracks. He has an average finish of seventeen point three here. It's his second worst track on the cir- on the circuit, only in front of uh, Sonoma. Um, he's oh, only had really? two top. He's only had two top fives in his last three Atlanta starts. That's actually not terrible for the most recent, but it's just like overall, he's not been like very well at Atlanta this whole time. So I'm actually kind of staying away from Denny this week and i know it's gonna bite me in the butt because he's been racing really well and he's been getting stage points and all that but i feel like just going off statistics a little bit this week might benefit me so i decided not to keep Danny in see i'm listening go ahead 
I want to put Harvick in so bad. I just don't know how to switch out. And I think the only person I can switch out is Kyle. But I want to leave Kurt in my garage because I haven't used him yet. And I think Kurt has been pretty consistent as well. So Kurt's been actually really decent here. He's uh, <clears throat> in nine races. He's got seven top tens, four top fives. Average finish of 6.9. Mm-hmm. So he's actually been pretty good. And I've been thinking about – he's been someone I've been playing around with in my garage as well. And I don't really know. So I'm very Al- confused this week, <laughs> Alex. Yeah, this is this is we're just deep diving these stats right now. But uh, normally, I would agree with your Denny Hamlin analysis there. You know, he doesn't have the best average finish here, but he's but, been so good but recently. He's been That's great why recently, like... and he has two top fives in the last three. Uh, that's got to you know raise a couple eyebrows, don't you think? It does have to raise a couple eyebrows. So and... another another fun fact. Um, so if you look at his stats for the last six, they're not great, but back in 2015, he finished 38th and I believe I'm not a hundred percent sure. Actually, maybe not. What year did he break his back because of freaking Joey? That was like 2013, 2014, 2014. Anyway, he finished 38th at last that year, but he was, uh, 50 laps off the pace, which tells me they had some sort of issue. Not exactly sure what it was. Year after that, he finished 16th. He was two laps down. Um, so he probably got a pit road speeding penalty, if I had to guess. Um, <laughs> oh, Hamlin, pit road speeding penalty? Yeah. <laughs> In 2017, he finished thir- 38th after a crash. But since 2018, he's been able to avoid many issues. He finished 4th in 2018, 11th in 2019, and 5th in 2020. Now, if we're talking okay. races, so races, it's a funny, funny thing because, you know, six races at one track might be three years, but six races at Atlanta is six years, six mm-hmm. years. So is it really fair to look six years ago and say, okay, he finished 38th uh, and, and four years ago, he finished 38th. I'm not putting him in his lineup. I'm looking at the last three years and I'm saying, you know, fourth, 11th and fifth, he's in my lineup. Yeah, well, based on what Alex told me, I took him out because I've used him a bunch of times and might as well use someone with lower uses that can run consistently well at Atlanta as well. I haven't used any that much. So, so my new lineup is uh, Kyle Bush in the garage, Christopher Bell, William Byron, Kurt Bush, Martin Truex, and Keselowski. I will not use Harvick this week because I've used him too many times, and I'm not going to tell you <laughs> how many times. <laughs> so you've so used you, him five yeah, times. Yeah, you've used him like four, four times. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I'm higher than that, but okay. Yeah. So, so funny thing about Harvick, and I'm gonna tell you why it's an awful idea not to have him in your lineup. But I'm saying this all with the intention of knowing that he's gonna finish in like 20th, too. Uh, he has two wins here in the last six, four top fives, and hasn't finished outside the top 10 in the last six starts. So, six years he has never finished outside the top 10, and he has an average finish of 3.8. Yeah, he dominates at Atlanta. He also and- has. 40 more <sighs> fancy points than any other driver in that span. And Harvick is now in for Bush. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I got to keep going through. If, if Harvick has a bad race, he will be stuck in the garage. And if it's only like a point margin or two-point margin, I will definitely just throw him in the garage and just hold his use. Yeah, because at that point, yeah, just hold his use. Okay, so. I'm to keep him in. But you're right. I can't not put him in at Atlanta. There's other races where I can just. No. Man, we should have downplayed it a little bit so he gets less points. And we can yeah, seriously. Up. <laughs> yeah, now I feel more comfortable See, with my lineup now than I did coming into this whole thing. See, so. that's how we feel every week, Scott. And, and then our, it completely explodes. We oh, my murdered. God. Yeah. Like, actually, I'm doing better than both of y'all. I'm in, like, fourth or fifth. God, yeah, let me I tell was, you, we two do weeks our ago, research. I was in last. I was you in last place. And you're still getting your ass kicked. Like, yeah, I wasn't doing so hot. We spend about an hour, like – each week looking at these freaking statistics and we're like, Oh, we, you know, we've got it locked in. We've got Kyle Bush. We've got Martin Truex Jr. We've got Kevin Harvick and they all finish outside the top 15. And it's like, what the hell happened? I've picked for the last three or four weeks, other than Daytona, the uh, 500, I think I picked my picks in about 10 minutes, about an hour before the race. So maybe I'll go back to that and relook at this tomorrow morning. (laughs) So that that seems to be working for me. So, um, my bold call, sorry, we got a little off topic there. My bold call is Eric Jones finishes inside the top 10. Mm. Mm. Okay. I don't how see do you, that. But How do you guys feel about that one? I don't see it. 
I don't okay. see it either, well, but <laughs> let me just break out my stats. So and that's, oh, that's why gosh. it's a bold pick. It is. It's a bold pick, <laughs> but he finished in the top 10 at Atlanta. Is. Okay. He finished the top. I mean, at Las Vegas. Sorry. Um, he did? Ago. Yep. Yeah. He snuck into the top 10 okay. in the 43 car in a late run. It was a late run that he made his way up. Um, he has, he has four starts at Atlanta in his career in the cup series. Um, back in 2020, he finished 28th. Not a great, not a great finish. 2019, he finished seventh. 2018, he finished 11th. And 2017, he finished 14th. Okay. So I'm going to say my bold call, bold prediction is he finishes inside the top 10. I call bull snot because that was all in Gibbs equipment and now he's in petty equipment. I don't see it happening. I think he finishes between 12th and 16th. So I would probably say, I would say more towards the 16th though. I would say like 14th, 15th or 16th. Sorry, he's finishing. I don't think he has a top 10 car. Guys, I'm going to be honest. I'm looking at my lineup right now and I have no idea what to do with it. Well, it's yeah. This, if you don't, if you have no idea what to do with it this week, just wait. Just wait till next Sunday. We have to figure out who's going on the dirt. You know, I think I'm just going to use a bunch of guys I've, that don't. Ever I've use. only used Harvick once. He's going in my lineup. Yeah, I've only uh, used Harvick twice. See that? See, that's not what I like to hear. I don't like to hear that. What that? Yeah, I, don't what that once. I gotta do what I did last year and just write out a whole list of all my drivers tentatively of who I'm picking per race. That's what I did. It worked out pretty well. Yeah, just cycle through. That sounds in. ridiculous. Just took a while I had to... Byron in my lineup, but I'm uh, I still want him I in there. I still have him. I have him oh, in the lineup. Frig. Well, I'm just trying to make sure I have enough drivers to use later on. <laughs> yeah, because I mean we're six races weeks into the season, and I don't know what to do. I just... okay. Right now, I'll tell you guys what I have. Uh, it's changing quick, so let that be message but uh we need to start wrapping up this episode so my my picks right now are harvick hamlin kislowski larson truex and ryan blaney oh really i had blaney i had blaney in and then i took him out yeah i took him out as we were talking in this episode but i also kind of want to throw him back in because he's been doing decent these last like two races I considered him for like a millisecond and I said, Nope, he's gotta prove you gotta show something first. I mean he proved it last week. I yeah, thought I guess. He was in Oh, he was in tenth. Never mind. I thought he was higher. Yeah. He was tenth at Phoenix and then he was fifth at Las Vegas. So, so he's got one top five in five races. I'm switching. Going, going. <clears throat> already switching. Switching. I'm going uh William Byron. I'll yeah. tell you I'll tell I you mine then as we're sitting here. I have okay, True X as my first, William Byron, Kevin Harvick, Kislowski, and I did have Ryan Blaney, but now I have Chase Elliott in. And now I'm not sure if I want Chase in. I've only used Chase twice, but oh, at guys, the same we... time I need to keep him for all the road courses left. And Yeah, yes. that's true. I have Kurt. In, I have Kurt in my garage because Kurt's stats at this track are just. I can't ignore those. He's been really well here. Where was it that he blew the engine last year? When he was doing relatively well, was that Kentucky? I think it was Kentucky. I couldn't okay, tell. Never mind. It was either Kentucky or it was Kansas. I, I, or it could have been Atlanta, but I don't think. I think it was Kansas or Kentucky. So who do you guys? Who do you guys have as your race winner? My race winner is Harvick. I have Kez. Jesus. Oh, God. I hate both your picks. <laughs> Why? Who did you pick? It's going to be a Ford this week, man. Oh, it's got to go Truex. Come nah. on. Nope. No, he, he – You're he, riding the Toyota he, train. He, he today he, – he, 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 he lost that race today he, for himself. He did not – Yes, he did. You speed on pit road with 48 to go. Yet you your race you to You don't lose. make that mistake two days in a row, though. I kind of want to go Carlos. <laughs> 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 what? Dude, just look just at watch Kez, Scott's man. face. Kez next to Hamlin has been the most consistent driver in the Cup Series in 2021. Not only that, Kez on the first mile and a half of the season drove up to a second place finish. And then if you want to go to the road course and throw that statistic in there too, drove up to fifth after spinning out. Kez is on fire right now. He's got a chip on his shoulder, something to prove. He doesn't want to be at Penske and he's trying to show other teams that he needs to ride. So 
I think Kez on this next mile and a half is going to be hot. Penske's due for a win this season. And I mean, just Kez is turning it on. I think I like Penske's due and Ford's due. It's been a Chevy and Toyota last two. So weeks. you've so got, you've got, you've got Kez, yeah, Alex Harvick, Harvick, and I'm going to go Chevy. So we got two, or sorry, not Chevy. I'm going Truex. So we got two Fords and a Toyota. Yeah, I think Ford just wins. Yeah, I think Ford I think does. Chevy's up in the pack the whole time. Dude, but... Logano, Kez, and Harvick have been in the top ten at this track for the last three or four races here consistently, and they're finishing in the top ten each time. And then this is where John will say, and then here comes Truex to sneak in and steal yep. first hey, place. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you. I have Truex in my lineup, but I don't think he's going to win tomorrow. All right, I guess we're going to find out. Uh, who do you have as your top Chevrolet? Uh, that's easy. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> one, two, three. Kyle Larson. Larson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as long as you're on the same page. Basically, you could consider him. Yeah, you can. Uh, I had. Case, I was obviously hometown, the two of them, but. Hometown hero. Might be able to pull it out. Uh, who is your top Ford? Obviously. I, no, I switched it just in case to try to. I also switched points. it to get points. Okay, I, so, I said Kislowski. I said Harvick. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, I actually haven't decided, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go. If you're not going to. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. See, and that's why I kind of want to go Kislowski. I really think he's going to win this race, man. I really uh, do. Who do you guys have as your top Toyota? That's easy your, too. Your Timmy Hill's winner. in the race. Timmy Hill is in the race. <laughs> Timmy Hill? You don't go Timmy know. Hill. That's who I have in there. Dude, I what it all oh, in the race. It's so <laughs> tempting to go Timmy Hill just in case the other five Toyotas wreck out. Dude, I too bad, know too bad they don't have race. like a last place finisher because I would pick Timmy Hill like consistently. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn Hoff. That guy is yeah. the epitome of turning laps. Okay. Uh three, two, one. Ford. No, what? Top Toyota. Oh, oh sorry. True X. Truex, I go in Hamlin. Oh my god! I had Hamlin and I switched it for Truex. So, okay, top manufacturer, Scott. You said Ford. It's definitely gonna be Ford. I'm gonna go Chevy. I said Ford. Chevy ain't winning. I actually had Chevy like two days ago, but then I switched it earlier today, like twelve o'clock. This is and honestly, fast. I might switch to Chevy tomorrow. Like, it kind of depends. Switch to Chevy tomorrow. <laughs> you're gonna be like, "Hey, John, have you changed anything?" I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, I've changed it to Ford," and you're gonna be like, "No, nah, I changed to Chevy." Uh, yeah, it just you know it just sucks. I feel like we never choose Toyota just because it'd be so dumb to choose Toyota. I'm in like the weird spot right now with the bonus picks because like the last five weeks I've been like trying to spread out and get points where I can, but now I'm like so far behind that I'm kind of in like an all-in mentality and I'm trying to throw in if like if I have race winners Ford, I'm going winning manufacturers Ford, and then I'm going the top Ford is the Ford and like. And yet I'm, we're only five races into the season and you're already panicking, Alex. Yeah, because I was in last place two weeks ago <laughs> and I was like, God man. dang. Hey, we had a good week. Hey, we, we got a competitive week. league. That's all I got to say. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, top team. This one is a... Ugh. That's easy. Is it? Yeah, Penske. Because I can think of like five different teams that could win this race. Telling you, Penske is due. They're going to win this weekend. I'm you. I spread it. I spread my points <laughs> out a little bit here. I went. I went with just in case. I'm going Hendrick. I said Hendrick. Yeah, I I'm went just Hendrick. in case because I have predominant like Ford winning Listen, everything, and then I was. Like, if Hendrick well, wins, I'm gonna be pissed. I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Hendrick oh. fan, and I'm going with my least favorite team next to Gibbs. I'll tell and... you why. <sighs> I'll tell you why, and I will. I will pull up the stats to prove it. Oh, oh my god! Really the stat guy. Better call than Penske. Penske at okay, sorry. So average best average finish over the last six races, six years at Atlanta. Brad Keselowski does have the second best average finish. Um, but he's actually tied with Martin Truex, let the record state. Uh second best tied with Martin Truex. But the next Penske is Joey Logano down in seventh, but Chase Elliott is slotted ahead of him in sixth, and Kyle Larson is right behind him in eighth. It is a Penske sandwich between Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson <laughs> in sixth and eighth. Hey, did you hear what I said there? You, you said you know, it's a perfect finish, and Kyle Larson with eighth. John, you like disconnected your headset yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. Gosh. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I don't need to say it again. Yeah, no, Penske's winning, man. I, I have, I mean, I'm a Larson fan. That's my new guy, but like, and I want him to win, but I can't use him. So 
Just Penske's um, too. I've been saying that Penske's for the last doing, like three dude. weeks. I've been saying they that were, to John like the last three weeks. I, 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 yeah. They are oh. due. They are 100% due. They're so due. due, man. It's going to happen. It's going to happen eventually, and this is the place they could do it. Because Kez has those short run speed at Atlanta all the time. If they get a, a caution you know, with t- 10, 20 to go, I mean, that's Kez's race. Harvick's a long-run car. He needs those long, long runs. I think if there. it's a short run, the Toyotas are going to take the win. But that's where we're going to end this episode of the Tight on Edge <laughs> Racing Podcast. Make sure you guys share it with a friend. Check out our Twitter, Tight on Edge. We have over 100 followers. Let the record state we are on the come up. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you share it with a friend. Um, and let Scott know how well he did. If he did a shit job, just let him know. Shoot him a text. 73. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Leak the number. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. Peace out.